0: Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news.
1: Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Oh boy, welcome back to IG2G, your place for rabid rabbits, rabbit rabbits, I don't know, <laughs> what, what the heck are those things? You got toadstools, you got Mushroom Kingdoms, you got rabbits, you got japanese gangsters and you got a whole mess of news just a big pile of news we're gonna go fish it in there try and get some good stuff for you so let's check that out in three two one go top five releases First up this week, on the releases, we got Ark Survival Evolved for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. This dropped on the 29th of August, developed and published by Studio Wildcard. What's that you're saying? This has been around forever? Yeah, in early access, idiots. It's finally launched now. This is a first-person survival-slash-crafting kind of game. You're in a world with dinosaurs, and you get dropped in, and you got, like, a shirt on, and then you got, like, maybe a stick you can fight dinosaurs with, and it's your job to go around... Find resources, craft weapons, make yourself a shelter. I believe it's got an offline single-player campaign kind of mode, but then the big meat of it is you're in servers with all kinds of other players all over the place, work together, fight each other, raid everybody's storehouses while they're out, find a clan, make make cool stuff, build giant towers, get guns, ride dinosaurs, shoot rockets, all kinds of crazy stuff here. So, hey, full version's finally out. Go grab it up if you're interested.
0: Next up, we've got a pretty little game called Absolver. This came out August 29th for PC, PlayStation 4. You're looking at an action, role-playing, fighting game. Okay, think... Think Bushido Blade, but much more complicated, much more in-depth.
1: See, as long as we're offering up comparisons, I'm going to compare this to, like, Jade Empire, if you remember Mm -hmm. the combat in Mm -hmm. that. That's what really struck a chord with me. That's
0: true. I'll give you that. Yeah, Jade Empire. So basically what you do is you go around in this world battling NPCs, other players, and especially for, like, NPCs, you'll find, like, a, the example I saw was a drunken master under a tree. Mm-hmm. And then you go through and you can train, fight against him, learning his moves as you go and become yourself a drunken master. And then you can take that fighting style, mix it with some other fighting styles and create, like, your own unique fighting style based off, you know, whatever it is you like to fight with and how. Mm-hmm. So it's a very in-depth fighting game. If that's something you're into, hey, I don't know. I'm not, but maybe you are, man.
1: (laughs) It sounds fantastic. (laughs) Literally anything you see an NPC or an enemy character do, you can pick up by blocking it or dodging it or evading it, add it to your combat deck, slotting in moves, make your own combo strings. I think you've got, what, four fighting stances to choose from, each with its own Mm -hmm. combo strings, Oh, it looks fantastic. I don't know that I'll have time to play it and master it like I would like to, but as soon as I was watching it, I was like, "Man, I want this game too." It
0: looks like one that I would red box. But because it, it looks interesting, oh, okay. but it just doesn't look like something I would buy and get like super into just because mm-hmm. of, you know, the nature of it. I'm not a big fighting guy myself. I get too angry with no. those types of games. But this one Well, it's
1: it's more th- it's third person though, too. It's like a more adventure-y type than just straight you know, one-on-one mm-hmm. fighter.
0: And I was over at uh, IGN, which they've got some articles up and some videos going for it, and the, the, the actual fighting looked awesome. And as, yeah, it, yeah. yes, it just looked fluid. It looked like it was actually really nice and solid. And when you hit, land it hits, it showed you. And then there was, of course, blocking and all sorts of other cool abilities you had and just to make it a really sweet experience. And, of course, this game, mm-hmm. if you don't know, was developed by Slowcap, and it was published by Devolver Digital. So if that's something you're looking at maybe checking out, hey, it's on PS4 and PC for you.
1: I think it's a pretty decent price too. I think it's only 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It sure is. Next up on the releases, we got another Series that I love, so you know I'm going to say it on the releases. Warriors All-Stars. This is kind of in the vein of the Warriors Orochi games. If anybody doesn't know those, they take Dynasty Warriors, they take Samurai Warriors, they smash all the characters together with a crazy, goofy storyline about converging worlds, blah, blah, blah. And you find all your favorite characters and save the day. This one is, of course, developed by Omega Force, published by Koei Tecmo, dropped on the 29th of August. And this one buffs up the roster even more. You got weird characters like Opuna, Characters from weird side games, like Nobunaga as a cat from Nobunaga's Ambition. All kinds of crazy stuff. So it's not just samurai warriors, not just dynasty warriors. Crazy characters, crazy abilities. This one really shakes the formula up, because in the original Orochi games, you'd get a party of three that you could swap between automatically, just on the fly. Oh, I need a power guy, swap in my power guy. This one's kind of more like you put a leader in, and then you have like a backup crew, but you don't directly control them. They just give you special abilities during the match. So that's a little weird. This one's got a whole overhead map, and you can go and do side missions and side quests, which are, you know, have different themes and challenges to them versus just rolling through a story. The story's set. I can just play it with different characters, but this is it. As a big fan of the Orochi games, this one feels kind of weird. I'm not really digging it so far, but like I said, it's just more and more and more of what is good there about the series. So it's different, but it's it's still Orochi. It's still Warriors at its core. So go check that out if you guys are interested in that.
0: Here's one I've been looking forward to for a long time. And at first, like everybody, I was like, eh, this game looks kind of stupid, whatever, I'm not interested. But as more gameplay came out, It looks fantastic, and it is fantastic. What am I talking about? Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yes, it is. Published and developed by Ubisoft. Was released August 29th for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. Getting it in there. So, basically, if you've ever played XCOM, that's what this is, except using Rabbids and Mario. Stay tuned, and I'll talk more about this wonderful turn-based tactical RPG
1: of course, there's a reason why I had three releases, so that this game can be number one. What am I talking about? Yakuza Kiwami! Oh, snap! Dropped on the 29th of August. It's a remake of the first Yakuza game. And, hey, because this is my show and I can do what I want, I'm going to talk about it even more in the topics. Oh, snap.
0: Heck, yeah, man. Woo! Can't wait. Number five. Well, here I am. I'm back, Matt. I'm back. And now I get to talk you about Mario and Rabbids in the Kingdom Battle in more detail.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: to, to kick this off, Mario and Rabbids in the Kingdom Battle, once again, it's a tactical, turn-based, RPG-style game. Now, the beauty of this is, of course, once you go into the battles, which are these nice little box formation-like areas with you know different levels. They've got full cover, half cover, which you can utilize to get the attacks you know staved off and whatnot. You take your, your characters, who are Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, and uh, Yoshi, and then their counterparts in the Rabbids universe. Side note, you have to unlock them. So when you start off, you will not have all these characters. You have to go through the story and finish certain objectives to get these characters in their story-based campaign. Typical, normal kind of you know stuff here. The neat part about this is each of these characters is unique. Some are tanks, some are got more like mobile abilities, some are more of your like all-around soldier type just get get things done character, some are the support type class characters. So you want to make sure you have a good mix and match on your team. And then the best part about this is every fight you won't just go, well I know my three my three favorites and that's going to work every single time. Some of these battles freaking tough and i'm not even that far into the game me and the wife play and i'm telling you already it's it's no joke you you have to sit down and pay attention and go okay let's go overlook the battle which they give you the opportunity to do you can before the battle starts you're like all right poop come up you can survey everything see where all the landmarks are where your covers at where the enemy's positions are and then of course the the novel part of this is different battle areas they'll be like well there's baddies but you don't see some of them they're actually hiding and then they'll have, like, second mm-hmm. waves and things like that just to keep you on your toes, make sure it's not that yep. easy. So anyways, you do that. You pick your team based off the landscape, based off what you think you're going to need. Maybe they'll be, like, a heavy enemy type, and you need some heavy you know, heavy hitters, so you're bringing out a tank with a lot of heavy DPS for this particular fight. And if you don't need that, maybe you need to be able to get up to different levels quickly and get behind cover for some heavy you know, hitters. So you might want to be able to get out of dodge, get under some cover somewhere, Hit them from afar while they're trying to get up to you and, you know, that kind of thing. Once again, mm. tactical turn-based RPG at its core. Yep. It works out really well. It plays very smoothly and it's something you wouldn't really expect ever from a Rabbids and Mario game. It's just, mm. it boggles my mind every time I'm in there playing it and I'm like, wow, I'm actually like in this playing, just thinking, having to, you know, strategize and it's freaking Mario and some crazy rabid moron looking little rabbit thing. The best part, too, about this is once the battle's over, you know, the, the stress is gone and you're like, yeah, I did it, cruel. It ranks you, you get a certain amount of coins depending on how well you did, you get some of your health back, etc., etc. And then you go into this cool little interim. So you got like this little blue Ramba character whom, you know, you follow. So he leads you around and then you can go through these little just landscape areas, 3D areas, solving puzzles, finding treasures. It's a nice break. It's just like a little relaxing point where you're doing like old school kind of Mario stuff, gathering coins. They'll have uh, red rings, which, of course, as everybody who plays Mario knows, you hit the ring and all of a sudden the red coins appear and the timer comes up. And then you're running around trying to find all the red coins in time to get the golden treasure chest, which will have like new guns for you. So, yes. And then, of course, you're like, well, new guns, what are you talking about? Okay, well... This game offers you the ability to upgrade your guns, or I shouldn't say upgrade because some are side grades and just have different abilities. For example, one of Mario's I got just the other day, there's a honeycomb gun. You pop that sucker on, and obviously a certain percentage, 10%, say, of your shots will apply honey to the enemy, which of course then lodges them in place for a certain amount of turns, giving you the opportunity to either get away or push in and get rid of the enemy. Some have like mm-hmm. a bounce effect, some have a fire effect, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Some do more damage but uh, don't have any extra abilities. All sorts of cool stuff just to help further customize what you're doing in the game. So, as you can see, this is not like your typical just, hi, hey, it's me, Mario. I'm just running around on right, an adventure. Right. So much more. And right now, it's kind of fun because my wife, she's not a really big gamer, but she loves Mario. So she's in here rocking and rolling, finding the coins, having a good time, pulling off these battles just because she loves the adventure treasure chest part of it, and now Mm -hmm. she's learning to play freaking RPGs because it's Mario, and I'm over here with her having a great time because it involves more than just, you know, your simple platforming action type game, you know, and you actually have to, you know, you do have to use your brain to a, uh, a higher degree in this type of game. And, and that part's really fun for me because I'm sitting there and I'll let her play. But if I see her making some wrong moves or poor choices, I can chime in and be like, hey, dear, i suggest you come over here get your characters up on top of this platform. That way you're shooting down mm-hmm. on them the whole time they're making their way to you. And then as soon as they get close, you can just bail using the tubes, go back around, do the same thing on the other side, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And, and she's learning. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. She's actually starting to get the hang of this. And I told you earlier, mm-hmm. we were on one a little mid-boss, and I got wrecked. And she took it, the controller from me at that point, and then she beat the mid-boss. By watching me fail around, she actually was like, "Okay," shame, and then did shame, it correctly Eric, the shame. second round. So it's it's really cool though. And I'm like, oh,
1: nice. so tune in next week when uh, Amanda's Amanda on replaces the show. Eric Don't here us. on IG2G because she's a better gamer than he is.
0: <laughs> oh man! Uh, so, anyways, as you guys can see, I really think this game's awesome. I'm hoping uh, anybody who has a Switch, I would definitely recommend this. Get out there, buy it. Like I said, it came out August 29th. It's already out for you to play, Ubisoft published and developed it. And if you don't know, Ubisoft does a lot of quality games and this is no exception. Number
1: four. Next up, as promised, here I am to talk to you guys about Yakuza Kiwami. If you know me, you know I love me some Yakuza. I just poured like almost 100, 120 hours into Yakuza Zero. Still had more to do in that. As soon as this was announced, I pre-ordered it, picked it up, nice little steel book edition, looking all fancy cool. But like I said earlier in the intro, this is a full remake of the first Yakuza game. It's got all new graphics, sound, all kinds of just everything shined up to the max. Looks fantastic. Looks, I mean, pretty much just as good as Yakuza 0 did. So it is kind of interesting to go from the prequel game running around in the streets to the, you know, the one that's like takes place, what, 17 years later, uh-huh. later I think. but You're still running around the same area, so you can see a lot of the same landmarks in the city but that's really cool this one's got kind of a more more direct story i would say because the previous game you had two main characters and their stories kind of branched off and intertwined in different places this one you're just following kazuma kiryu around so it's just his story he's gone to prison for 10 years for a crime he didn't commit he's gotten back out he's trying to find what happened to his buddy his friends everyone else while he's been gone these 10 years and the whole yakuza Like the whole Yakuza organization has just been turned on its head. All kinds of crazy stuff's happening. You got to figure out what's going on. I will say that compared to Zero, this one is a kind of like a stricter experience because you are just on that one character. And I don't know if it's maybe just that it's a remaster of older assets, but it feels, things feel a lot stiffer in some places, but they're also expanded from the original game because in this one you get the four full fighting styles that you got in zero in here from the jump. So it's a little weird cuz you have a lot of your abilities from the old game accessible immediately without having to work for them. Like for example, one of the early uh, skill upgrades you can get, it gives you it fills up your heat bar if you grab an enemy right away. And since you got the beast style, grab them right away, your heat fills up. You hit a heat move and you swing the guy around by his by his collar basically wipe out him, and two other enemies. So a lot of your randos in the street at the beginning of the game are, hey, it's three thugs. Well, you run up, grab them, and everybody's dead instantly. You just get out of your fight. There's no... You know, there's no no challenge to No big engagement. But yeah, I mean, it's still fun. It's still Yakuza. I'm still loving it. I will say some of the side stories are a little more serious and not as wacky as in Zero, but I think, again, that's due to, it. you know, it's a remake of the first game. Maybe they didn't go overboard in that first one quite as much. A couple other additions that they did do is there's a Majima Everywhere system. Everyone loves Goro Majima. He's the crazy... If you've seen screenshots or videos, he's the crazy eye patch wearing guy in like the leopard print coat who's like, wow, he's a crazy and zany dude. But in this game, they added this just to the remake. He can pop up pretty much like anywhere around town, but he's got certain different scenarios he can pop in up in. Like I was just randomly in a convenience store trying to buy food and then he pops up behind the counter. He's like, whoa, what? What are you doing? Uh Aha, I'm here to fight you. (laughs) And you just go out in the street and you have a brawl. Of
0: course, Matt. Of course. Or
1: you're walking around. You get like a little tip. Hey, I wouldn't go around the uh, Millennium Tower because I hear there's some cops around there. So if you happen to be walking around there with a weapon on you, boop, he pops up over your shoulder. Hey, it's me, Officer Goro. What's up, baby? I'm going to search you. Oh, you got a weapon. Time to beat you up. And then he's, he's also roaming around the streets. So he's... In place of the Mr. Shakedowns in Zero, he's kinda of he's that kinda of like mid boss roaming the streets. If he sees you, he'll give chase. If he catches you, you fight him. You earn experience. You do level up one of your fighting styles specifically through the Majima Everywhere system. So you gotta fight him in the streets, level up his basically his respect for you, and that'll unlock your you know, your kind of dormant abilities that you've lost over the ten years. But yeah, I don't know. I could keep going on and on forever, but it's a fantastic game. It's a lot of fun. If you like Zero, you will like this, even though it's a more kind of a more restrictive experience. But it is only 30 bucks. I mean, it's a remaster. The graphics are fantastic. Sounds great. I mean, if you love Yakuza, you're going to get it. You're going to have fun it's only 30 bucks like i said.
0: I feel like overall this is definitely one of those if you're in the yakuza camp, this is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, bringing yeah. people in that's going to be the uh the question mark. But I feel like Yakuza has such a fan base anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's going to sell enough mm-hmm. to its fan base to be profitable and worth doing more of, which obviously we've seen that already. So,
1: mm-hmm. and speaking of doing more, they have already leaked on I think the Asia or Chinese PSN store that Yakuza Kiwami 2, a remake of the second game, is already in the works. It's already coming. So, I think that comes out in Japan next year from the last article that I saw. So, there's going to be more Yakuza, more Yakuza remakes. I mean, the first two are or were really hard to find for a long while there. The original PlayStation 2 games, I got them, of course, because I'm, I'm a crazy person. But, if, you, if you're looking for more Yakuza, hit up Kiwami, hit up Kiwami 2 when it comes out next year or the year after that, and... uh Have yourself a ball, man.
0: So just a little note before we carry on with these wonderful little numbers we got going here is that the next three are going to involve just random stuff, videos, gameplay hints, teasers, whatever, things that have dropped in the last two weeks during, of course, as you guys and gals may know, Gamescom in Germany, you got PAX West, which was taking place as we speak, and of course, this past weekend, you had a Nintendo hosting a little session called the Nindies, where they released 20 new Nindies games they got coming out over the course of the holiday and early into 2018, so it's just going to kind of be a little a smorgasbord of some of the cooler things and whatnot we wanted to... Let you all know because we're excited about it. So there you go. That's what's going down. Number three. So first one we've got here, and this one, as you guys will know immediately in the next couple seconds, it's like, oh geez, Atlas had themselves a little uh, live stream, and they went ahead and teased Catherine too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, for those who may not know and haven't heard any of our previous episodes where we've talked about Catherine, it was a game released by Atlas in between uh, Persona 4 and 5. They were messing around with some new art styles and some new stuff, and they created this awesome puzzle game in which you take on the role of Vincent, and he's got a girlfriend named Catherine, and then he meets this other girl named Catherine, and then they have a little affair, and there's this whole thing going on at the bar. Or do or they? Or do they? Oh, 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 oh baby, I don't know. know. Oh. That's true, we don't know. <laughs> so this all happens, and he starts having nightmares, and in the nightmares he has to climb these giant block puzzles. And it's just phenomenal, I love puzzle mm. games, and this one was done just expertly. Used a lot of adult uh, adult themes content, and not the no, adult not themes like, that not, everybody no, thinks not of, just like actual grown up,
1: mature themes. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks for clarifying, because I'm sure people instantly would move. Like, <laughs> it's the sex penis and, game, yeah, sex and <laughs> swearing. Oh god! Which has some of that stuff in it, but
1: I mean, it has blood and guts yeah. and sex and swearing. But
0: anywho's. That game's been out for a long time. If you haven't played it, it's probably $5 in a bin or at GameStop or wherever you go. Oh, yeah. I can guarantee you can get it for super cheap. So who's it's a game we played, we loved. In this tease, they had Trisha, the girl from the Golden Playhouse, whom is like the narrator in Catherine. She was on there, and she says, hey, I'm ready for my next, you know, big gig. And then they said, well, maybe we've got something on the play card for you. Ha, 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 ha. Yes. Yes. So it's not confirmed. So if I end up being wrong, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it was a really good tease. It's something to look Mm. forward to. Keep your eyes peeled. If you haven't checked out the first one, go check it out. It's worth your time. It's a lot of fun. And then I guarantee you're going to be just like us going, oh, my God, I want Catherine too. Yeah, yeah.
1: And for my half of number three, I'm going to go with a confirmed sequel to a beloved series. We got a trailer for Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. This was from the aforementioned Nindies reveal, Nindies segment, Nindie trailer, Palooza. And if you don't know what No More Heroes is, basically you're Travis Touchdown. You're a nerd. You're kind of a slacker layabout dude who in the first game gets all what is it? He he goes and kills somebody, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what's going on first. He gets tricked into killing the number 10 assassin in exactly. the world, which, which makes launches him all rank off. number yeah. 10. Yeah. And then he's got to climb the ranks to get to be number one. There's a little bit of twists and turns in the story, but this game originally came out on the Wii. It was super stylish, super like ridiculous, over-the-top humor, over-the-top combat moves, over-the-top bosses and scenarios that they put you in i remember one of my favorites was the the assassin boss was like a pitcher and would throw oh yes throw specialty Mm -hmm. balls at you in this giant baseball stadium
0: that was so cool god i forgot all about that yes that was amazing Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) so just really fun wacky games i there was normal heroes 2 desperate struggle which i never did get a chance to play i think i had kind of past my Wii was gathering dust by that point. But both really fun, over the top, wacky games. They're both Suda fifty one games, so if you know anything about him, anything about his style, his writing style, his, you know, artistic style. They had really unique looks to him, really zany, over the top humor, like I said, crazy abilities. You can upgrade your beam saber, and it was just a whole lot of fun. So definitely excited to see more on this. I believe an article I saw said Suda fifty one is definitely writing this one and he's fully directing this edition of it so it should be really awesome people have been saying this is no more heroes 3 in that interview i saw he says he can't confirm that this is actually like the third game in the series but it's not a remake of any of the previous ones so you might be looking at like a midquel between one and two or a prequel or a Yes, something With some
0: pre-existing issues from said previous titles going on or something. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat, though. I don't know.
1: Yeah, something weird, but, I mean, it's more No More Heroes. It's on a next-gen system. Obviously, it's coming for the Switch. It's going to have the ability to be ten times better than one or two. So definitely something to look out for, and uh, we'll bring you more news as we hear it.
0: Number two. So this title I have just torn feelings about. You know why? Because it's another huge suck your life away Mm -hmm. investment. This game, like its predecessor, is going to be guaranteed 100 plus hours of your life. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And this game's coming to the Switch in the future. What? What do you mean future, Eric? Quarter 4, 2017 is what they've promised. But there's some questions because, of course, where we're at, we're in the beginning of September, and of course we've got a few months left, and we're in 2018. So whether it happens is still kind of up in the air, but they have said it will be quarter 4, 2017, and they remain true to that even through Gamescom and now just PAX West 2017. So anyways, besides the point of that, this game is a super hardcore RPG in which you take the you know role of uh, a main character, and he's a driver. And what these drivers do is they get these personalities called blades, and they're trying to find their way to Elysium, which is like this magical paradise land, you know, or whatever you want to call it. It's their typical story. Never,
1: never heard that before. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We've never heard the story before. It's... It's not original.
1: No, no, I, I'm <laughs> just saying I've never heard Elysium described as like a paradise before. <laughs> oh, Roman times. Oh, okay, thanks. I'm just messing
0: it. I around. know, I know. Jeez, oh, peach. So anywho, that's, that's the context of it. You end up with this main character. You get yourself a very unique blade, and you go around gathering teammates with their own blades, and you fight your way through enemies, blah, 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 blah. This game looks awesome, looks really nice, from what i hear cuz you know i haven't i didn't play Xenoblade chronicles i don't know if you did it was another one of those titles that when i heard about it it was just like 127 130 hours i was like oh i can't do it i just can't do it
1: well it was originally on the Wii U as mm-hmm. well which neither of us had which it was a dead it, system yeah I I always wanted to play, what was the first one, just Xenoblade? Yes, it was just Xenoblade. I I always wanted to play that on the Wii, but I think that came out just as the dust was gathering up on it, and I never got around to that one either. But I've heard nothing but good stuff about both. Exactly.
0: I've been hearing good words all throughout the years about this. This one's coming to the Switch, like I've already said. So this is like, oh, my God, I have the Switch. I love RPGs. I love hardcore RPGs, but... I just don't know about that 127 hours, man, or whatever the Mm. equivalent of that is. But anyways, the RPG system, from what I hear, is super, super in-depth. You've got monitors and meters on your left bottom, right bottom, mid, top, everywhere. And then in battle, you want to constantly be trying to time meters to line up right to do more powerful moves, Mm. saving some of your criticals for special moments to boost the critical and get extra damage, it looks hardcore as it states it is, so if from the word go they tell you. This isn't just if you're like, oh, I, I like fluffy, fun stuff like Super Mario RPG, man, woo! Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is one where you've got to learn the battle system and you have to pay attention and, and start to get that balance going, that that whole jive with it. So I don't recommend. Like I see you shaking your head, man. You're like, "Well, wait a minute." I'm I shaking my head because you were like,
1: "Oh, fluffy fluff," for like Super Mario RPG. Well, if you didn't get your timed hits down, you were getting effed up. That's in that true, game, but too. it was,
0: but it was e- it was easier than what this is looking like by like a freaking long stretch. And the reason I said Super Mario RPG sure, is because, sure. like you said, they had timed hits and stuff too. But those weren't they weren't that bad. It wasn't that complicated. This this one from the video and gameplay I saw looked hard because there's a lot going on. There's, Like I said, you've got to monitor the center, the left, the right, the mid, and the top. You've got to look at all these meters, keep it balanced, and see what's do- who's doing what, who's got a limit break up, all that kind of stuff. It's, It looks nuts, and it looks yeah. like it's going to take you hours upon hours just to get the hang of it and actually start to get the flow, and then, of course, a couple bosses later of you getting wrecked over and over until you finally figure out the way it's supposed to go and the rhythm of it all. It just it looks awesome. I, I, I want this game, but as some of you may know, I just finished Persona 5, and that took me almost an entire year to get that through that, and that was 133 <laughs> hours. Wow. I don't know if I have it in me <laughs> to do you it. You definitely on. don't. Now, the difference, though, Matt, is this one's on the Switch. Guess what I can do? I can take the Switch to work and play it on my lunch that's hour true. as well. So that's a bonus hour in every day that I play. Which adds up.
1: You'd have an hour to get from save point to save point. Oh,
0: good question. No one mentioned either on how this game saves. If it's old school, mm-hmm. you know, RPG where you've got to go find the specific save points or it's going to save after every fight. I don't know if it's auto-saving or uh, specific points in this.
1: I'm going to assume it's going to be specific points. I think that's how the last one was from what I heard, but I'm not 100% sure. Hmm.
0: God bless. Well, either way, this is one I think people should pay attention to, keep a lookout for. Like I said, it's quarter four, 2017 at some point, so that means we should be getting an announcement with an actual date any time now. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe I'll get it. I want to get it, but I'm terrified. We'll see.
1: Uh, next up is another quickie for me. This is the 1.8 patch for the division. Since I gave them so much props on the last episode or the episode before, was it last episode? I can't remember. I don't remember. It's been 2 weeks, I don't know. <laughs> but since I gave them so many props before, I figured I'm going to give them more props here because they added the West Side Piers expansion to the entire world map and this is a whole new zone. It looks like it's about, you know, the size of one of the You know, one of the zones from the original one, which is is still pretty big, but they said that this area is going to be filled with all kind of more dynamic assignments and dynamic missions and dynamic combat situations, like uh, you get your weeklies in the division, you know, kill X number of enemies with a headshot, kill them with this weapon you know, eliminate this many enemies. They said that every 15 to 20 minutes, new assignments are going to be popping up in these west side piers to do just that. Get 15 kills with a sidearm, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. So it'll, it'll, again, liven up the PVE world for those people who love the PVE experience and have been clamoring for even more of that. It's also going to have a new horde mode called Resistance. I don't have too many details on that, but, I mean, that's even more pve you know style stuff for all you pve people who don't like going in the dark zone and for people who love pvp but don't like the dark zone there's a new 4v4 skirmish mode specifically coming with this expansion and they also said there's going to be a tweak to the underground expansion coming with this probably to make it a little less random because i remember that you know was a big complaint that people Uh had or you know you would Get crazy waves coming in that you weren't really prepared for. So I'm going to expect a little bit more changes there too.
0: I'll tell you something I was super excited about, Matt, is they announced that the new area is actually going to be a, a, a algorithm of all the different enemies. So it's going to be randomly generated, yes, where you true. might have cleaners and the uh, the last uh, what is it? The last battalion.
1: Last battalion. The last
0: yep. battalion working together, or it might just be the thugs mm-hmm. or whoever they are, and you know it's it's going to be random every time you pop in there. So yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's freaking awesome! That sounds like a lot of fun." And then to another side note, you already mentioned the uh, the PVE horde mode experience. I just wanted to say yeah. I like how it's going to be set up. You go in there with either one or up to four buddies, and it's just going to be your typical horde mode. They keep you know, harder, harder bad guys, and then once you finally die, they go, "Okay, you got this far. Did all this da 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 da," and then they grade you yeah. and give you a reward based upon how well you and how far you got. So it is a rewarded event, and, of course, the better you do, the better the reward. You drink some beers, you go into that. You can't tell me that's not a good time.
1: Heck, yeah. But, again, this is just an example of a free update from a development team that is listening to players and listening to what they want. We want more PvE? You're getting it. You want more PvP? You're getting it. We want Horde mode? You're getting it. You want more story? This is going to have all new audio logs spread all throughout there so you can expand further on the story of the Division. I love those audio logs. And it just makes sense with, like you said, The the rival factions coming together, there's going to be more audio logs explaining how that happened, which, I mean, obviously it's going to come down to the divisions hunting us down, we need to band together, but still, you know, anything to flesh out that world, which... I mean, that was some of the most, well, I wouldn't say the most fun, but the most interesting aspects of it is picking up this audio log, seeing this drone footage. I mean, that first time we saw the, uh, what was it, the police car cam footage after that first oh, mission. Oh, that was fantastic. But man, it was beautiful. It made, really made the world come alive. So, I mean, like I said, great developers giving people more of what they want. And its I, I don't think they have any solid date for this yet, but it should be coming soon, maybe by the end of the year. But more stuff to look forward to for the Division.
0: I know they said it was going to be in the PTR soon. So, obviously, yeah, before the end of the year, expect this out. Number one. The last one coming out of old Eric's mouth tonight is, guess what, another Switch game. Yes.
1: Jeez, (laughs) Pete. (laughs) <laughs> Get a life, Eric. Get a life. I
0: won't. I'm rocking it. I love it. Sean Haggerty's probably out there somewhere going, I'm done listening to these guys.
1: God. He's just unsubscribing yeah, from the podcast. Exactly. Bye, Sean. Well, that's all right.
0: You'll keep him here. You, 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 you're going with all these PlayStation 4 and Xbox games. It's fine.
1: We're good. That's true. That's true.
0: So Nine Parchments is a game published and developed by Frozenbyte. It's supposed to be coming out sometime this last quarter here in 2017. It was part of the Nintendo's whole little Nindies 20 game announcements, and if you don't know what this is, it's a top-down, they call it a top-down isometric type game. Think Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. And you take, you got these different mages, different abilities, and you're just going through Wreck and Shop. It's a co-op, fun, beat-em-up type game, and... It brings back a billion memories because I remember growing up on these types of games, just having a blast Mm -hmm. with my friends, drinking some, you know, freaking Coke and some uh, Pepsis with Jolly Ranchers in them and just having a blast. And this (laughs) this reminds me 100% of that. It does have a little more level of detail to it. As you can see in the gameplay, it has like a, uh, over each character will be like a little scrolling circle, which has like your different abilities, so at any given time, it looks like you're going to be able to push over, 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 select a different skill, a different uh, spell, whatever you want to call it, and then go into attacking. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'm not sure on is whether or not this game is like, uh, what's that mage game that came out a while back that everybody was on board? Magica. Magica. If you can hit your friends, because if you can hit your friends, right. I'm extremely less interested and it's the reason why I didn't like Magicka as much is because you could kill your friends, and it just became a jumbled mess, especially if you're having beers and in a good time.
1: Especially if you're playing with an idiot like Player <laughs> X.
0: If you got Player X, it's imp- it literally is impossible to play. So yeah. I'm hoping in this one you can't, or if you can, you can toggle it off for like a, an easy mode type game experience, mm-hmm. because then I could see me and you just getting on there and, hey, just having a blast with it. Oh, but you don't have a Switch. Oh man. That's right. Maybe that'll be remedied, though. You know, there's more games that are starting to make you look over at it. So, you know, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe. Anywho's, it looks like a lot of fun. Something you guys should be aware of. Nine Parchments. Check it out. Take a peek.
1: Last but not least for me, it's a game I'm very excited about. I've seen teaser trailers from it on previous game shows. I talked about it a little bit on a previous episode. It's Dragon Ball Fighter Z, oh, yeah. published by Bandai Namco and developed by, which I wasn't even aware of actually, so developed by Arc System Works, the guys behind Guilty Gear, the guys behind Blaze Blue. So you know they're good at fast, fluid, combo Riffic 2D fighters, and that is exactly what this looks like. Right now, on my phone, as I'm recording this, I've got a video of PAX West demo gameplay from a channel called DBZ Z. so props to them for uh, hooking up some awesome gameplay of this. It's just, oh man, this just looks fantastic. Everything about it, just the graphical style, like I've said before, it looks like the anime just ripped out of... Your TV and put in your game console. Plus, not only that, but all the little transitional effects that they do, like, oh, here's where you know where you initiate the grab and kick them up into the air, and the camera like zooms in and it gets that perfect like anime mm-hmm. camera oh, that's angle so gorgeous. as as it shoots them off, you know, with that with that little streak of light mm-hmm. behind them. I'm, I'm making a gesture. No gestures. one else can see the it.
0: Audio gestures. It's beautiful. <laughs>
1: But if anybody knows, you know it. So another thing, since I didn't know this was created by Arc System Works, I also didn't know that this is a a three-on-three fighter. So you pick three people, you know, three characters per side, and you do, you know, you've got assist attacks with your side characters. You can swap in and out, just like the old Marvel versus Capcom games. I had no idea that was a thing. So, you know, you make your whole team, you power up your power levels. It's even more fun
0: because then you get the combos you can get going in there. Oh, my gosh.
1: And they said, the developers that were talking in this gameplay video specifically said that you can initiate a super, like, you know, you're doing the the Kamehameha with Goku. And if you swap, as you're doing it, you swap in Gohan too. They'll both team up and do, like, you know, one does one hand and one does the other hand, like you've seen in, you know, the anime or the comics. They team up and actually do it together. Or you can bring in other characters to, you know, double super moves on the enemies. Just, it looks like ridiculous fun. It sounds like ridiculous fun. Go watch that PAX West gameplay bit that D.B. Zanto Z put up. Phenomenal. Just... Everything about this looks amazing. I'm not a huge fighting game guy, but this I'm gonna be playing this. They said that is it is going to have a specific unique story mode to you know the game when it comes out. So it's not just gonna be online, but you know, you're gonna have a whole story mode to go through. I'm gonna be getting it as soon as it pops out. Its release is estimated sometime in 2018 for PC, PS4, and Xbox. This is, oh man.
0: I'm looking forward man. to this one as well. And I don't even do fighting as I've already said. Gotta get my Mm. capsule core crew up, man. Get trunks up in there. Oh, God. Uh
1: Oh, another thing. I, I almost forgot to mention it. The backgrounds are all destructible but not in like a direct way. Like they were showing off reflect moves that certain characters have. So if you're shooting out key projectiles at them, they reflect them, they, you know, smack them aside. Those key projectiles will fly into the background and start blowing up cars, blowing up buildings, shattering glass over here and there, blowing up, you know, the mountains and rocks and stuff. This is the most beautiful fighting game I have ever seen. I, without hyperbole, I, I 100% can say that. And, oh man, I'm, I'm just super stoked I can't wait for it. You can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. I hope you guys out there in podcast land can't wait for it.
0: That's right. As usual, it's one you all should be paying attention to.
1: And other than that, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Wrapping it
0: up, man. It's over. We did it. da 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 -da 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 -da.
1: Imposter's Wrap-Up. So yeah, that's our wrap-up of the last two weeks of just crazy news for you guys. If you guys have any other topics you'd like us to talk about, if you guys got any feedback for us, you can send that to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Send us your s***, man.
0: Indeed you can. Oh! And we also got a Patreon set up for all you wonderful boys and girls out there who's like, oh, man, this episode is pretty cool. I got a lot of useful information. Or I think Eric is a complete idiot, but he made me laugh. Ha, ha, ha. You can go over there. You can go and throw us 50 cents, a dollar, anything you want. Like I said, it's just a tip jar. Let us know that we're doing all right. And if you don't got money, hey, guess what? That's no big deal either. Send us some, uh, some likes on the Facebooks. Send us some comments on the Twitter, some five-star ratings, all the other good stuff, as Matt always talks about. We appreciate any and all of it. We love you guys and hope to see you
1: soon. And, of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 19th of September for our very next episode. And you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And like Eric said, if you like what we're doing and, you know, you want to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it.
0: That's right. Remember that five stars, boys and girls. Just remember that five stars. Or... Or to Magic Remember Troll. The five stars. Magic Troll Freddy.
1: He's gonna get you. <laughs> and other than that, unless you got anything else, Eric, I'm just gonna say don't, don't forget, forget to, forget to save.
0: save. And I'll just reiterate, because Danny might cut some of the stuff I said. Who knows? You'll never know.
1: She, she should probably cut it. <laughs> I should have said that earlier, but oh well. Sorry, Danny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh,